Hey guys, Lance Zerline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. Hail, hail, Michigan. They are the champions of college football 2023. If I'm ranking people I dislike, I know Lance more, so I dislike him more. You ba ba baby. If I ever get fired, I'm suing. Gal, take it. I dislike Lance as a person. Right. No, you don't. They should hunt down and kill all kangaroos in Australia. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket. I. You ba ba Welcome back. Same old place that you laughed about. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Well, the have all changed since you hung around. But you believe but those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you, Frank. Jerk. Uh, so, so I hope I hope you you guys are happy about this. And okay, so Bobby Slowick leaves. Okay, let's say he goes to it. It, it might behoove him to go Ben Johnson on this thing. I think a one year wait. Is yeah, smart. he still needs to learn stuff. He'll be a one year play caller. Plus, you screw this up early and. And you're done. Look, they fire people in one to two years now. Plus, yeah. Well, that was my next point. You see the story. Colin Cowherd says that Nick Sirianni is in some trouble in Philadelphia. This is insane. I mean, he was just in the Super Bowl. This is literally like soccer now, where you just so, can't. But I want to. I got a question for you. Okay. So Shane Steichen leaves. Sirianni's in trouble. Bobby Slowick leaves. Do you want D'Amico to get fired next year? Is that what you want? This is what you're looking for. I wanted him hired. Well, Nick Sirianni is about to to get fired after one year when he loses offensive coordinator. You said you wanted them to hire Frank Reich, an offensive-minded coach. Right? No, I said I wanted Bobby Slowick as the head coach. (laughs) Yeah, I did. (laughs) I did. They got the perfect head coach. They got a great offense coordinator. They will lose him, I think, not this year, but I think next year. I think he'll go... Ben Johnson and now Ben Johnson has to dig around and like, like the the job that would be perfect for him would be clearly and, and the smart move. I don't, and you never know if guys are good head coaches. That's a different deal. Calling plays and managing grown men yeah. is a totally different thing, and managing a staff of coaches. So that's a way different thing. But mm. it would make sense to go uh, uh, Justin Herbert. It would make sense for him to go. You get the young coach in there. McVay's the young coach off the tree. Now you go Ben Johnson, who's the young coach with the other L.A. team. That's the one that would make sense. If he wants to, you know, now I don't know what he's got from a quarterback standpoint after. I mean, I mean, he, you got Justin Herbert, but then from a wide receiver standpoint, you got two aging wide receivers. Eckler may be on the way out. So there's some other things, but you just give me a – you give me – a left tackle, which they have, and a, and a quarterback, and I got something to work with. So if Ben Johnson leaves Cleveland, their talented play caller, I think he'll go to, uh, I think he'll go to the Chargers. And if you're Bobby Slowick, I mean, 
Carolina's not the job. I think Atlanta could be a job. Um, not a tough division. I think that could be a pretty yeah, good job, Atlanta. You got to get a quarterback. You need a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. You got to get a quarterback. If you get, I mean, listen. I, I don't care where any of them go. You got to. You got to have a quarterback. Although I'll say the the Chargers job from, is the best job. John, where he came from, he had Jimmy Garoppolo, and he had I don't even count Trey Lance because he was out so fast. And he had Brock Purdy. I mean, he didn't have to take. He didn't have to take those guys in the first five picks, seven picks. No. Well, they did, though. They went and got Matt Trey Schaub. Lance in the, with the third overall pick. There was a lot pick. of success with Matt Schaub. There was a lot of success with Kirk Cousins in Washington after RG3 went down. I, th- I think Shanahan was they still there. They thought that they needed a quarterback with Trey Lance as the third pick and, and everything they gave up for him. Yeah. I mean, they thought they did. Yeah, they thought they did. But what I'm saying is this offense can make you look pretty good. Now. Yeah. Well, so so somebody goes to – you don't think that Bryce Young can be pretty – listen – Bryce Young is still the same guy that we saw at Alabama, a really, really good quarterback that won the Heisman Trophy as the best player in college football. I think football. he is. The thing I get concerned about, because you and I both saw David Carr, there comes a time where you start, you get so shell-shocked, you never want to be the guy that drops your eyes. Like, David Carr got the hell beaten out of him, and he started dropping his eyes where he could. Now, David also didn't put time in. He needed to, self-admittedly. But David Carr started dropping his eyes. He was so worried about hearing, seeing ghosts and pressure that he wasn't able to look down the field. As long as you see Bryce Young still looking down the field. But, you know, he also is an off-schedule. He also kind of liked it to go off-schedule from time to time. And what we're learning is that's it. it you got to be pretty rare to win that way. I know Lamar Jackson makes it look, look easy, but there's not a lot of quarterbacks that can win. Josh Allen does too. But a lot of quarterbacks are not going to win off-schedule consistently. And, uh I think Bryce Young could be the guy, but I once again with that ownership, I'm not. If I'm Ben Johnson, he's gone through three coaches in five years. If I'm Ben, if I'm Ben Johnson, Ben turned it down last year. If I'm Bobby Slowick, no thanks. Mm-hmm. I got a much better situation here with C.J. Stroud. I'll be on. I get my playoff shares. Texans will give him a raise. You know, it'll make two million a year. He, he's going to make good money. Yeah, no, we ain't worried about Bobby Slowick. Just gonna yeah. But the, Listen, it's probably best for him. He still looks like he's about 12 years old, too. I mean, that maybe he should grow a beard or something. There's still things he has to learn about play calling, too. Yeah. I mean, he, you don't learn everything in a year. No. Well, yeah, but, but he was sitting under Shanahan, and you learn there, too. But uh, you don't call yeah. the plays. Yeah, he's but calling the he's plays. done we, a pretty damn good have job. We not, he has, but have we not? How much of that is, okay, we always give credit for a system, right? A player's in a system. How much of that is, let me flip the script. How much of Bobby Slowick's success has been having this quarterback? Oh, a lot. I think. Was Shane Steichens? I think it's a fair. Was Shane tra- Steichens? Because he's not the same guy that he was last year. Shane Steichen almost got to, almost won a division with Gardner Minshew. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Was Shane Steichen's oh, yeah. success J- Jalen Hurts or was it Shane Steichen? I think Jalen played well. But I think Jalen was in the perfect offense for him. Yeah. Perfect storm. I think. C.J. Stroud is a much more talented passer, and so and he's in a pass heavy. Shane did what he needed to do, and not as good a runner. Um, I think Sloak is a good. I think Sloak's a really good coach, and has a great. There have been some things offensively we didn't love. Yeah, we, some of the things, some play calls he's done, some of the things we've done where he said that was a learning moment for Bobby Sloak. Remember that we said that about yep. him on different yep. instances. Yep. Just having Tank Dell in no, or near Cincinnati, a pile. The Cincinnati call. He the said. Cincinnati call. Tank Dell near a pile yeah, three right. different times. And, and he right. flew too close to the sun and got burned on that one. Right. Uh, so. They, listen, 
he needs to sit here for another three years and just pl- and just let it, you know, just wait for the absolutely perfect job and never leave. What's the big deal? Some guys, Lou Anaroma, what's Anaroma or whatever, the defense coordinator, he's I'm not going anywhere. I'm a, well, no, he doesn't from, get interviews. He from gets, the Bengals, yeah. He rarely gets interviews. Eric Bieniemy doesn't want to be a head coach. He, he just continues to be a does. coordinator. Well, he, he interviews like every week oh. for a job. He just so wants, uh, Maybe he does. So There's a weird. trend with Lance. The new Steeler thing is, so the Steeler fans are now, we've got to get Eric Bieniemy. We got to get Eric Bieniemy, and Washington is Washington fans now are doing this. You've got to get Eric Bieniemy. <laughs> You've got to have you Eric Bieniemy, guys. Washington fans are not. You know, there was this narrative going around that Matt that Bieniemy fixed uh, Sam Howell, and then Sam Howell started playing terribly and got benched. And like Bieniemy doesn't have anything to work with, <laughs> and it's and now the yeah. big argument for Bieniemy is look at Pat Mahomes. And it's not like look at what Bieniemy did as the play caller because the numbers really didn't change much at all for Washington. So this is going to be the new thing is going to be teams want Bieniemy in now as an offensive coordinator, um, and he may be available because I think I think he's going to be available. I think the I think the Commanders will go in a completely different direction. Obviously, but usually that happens when you change head coaches. So Bieniemy's name is going to be out there, and he'll get some interviews for head coaching jobs too. But it's not as many I expected. New yeah, England may no, still open up. I I don't think like how do you you can't change Antonio Pierce out and with no, the Raiders. Can't. No, you can't. Not the, the players the, love the players him. are talking about him and what he did at the end of the season. You can't. Okay, uh, does Michigan title change narrative around cheating allegations? This, as I was coming into the office, was pissing me off. I was just thinking they won a championship. They cheated multiple years. They cheated inside of this year. Were found out. Didn't cheat in the postseason, just like the Astros with the trash can, although they weren't found out. They had just stopped then. Would it be different <clears throat> if they had won it all and then they before, found out? And then they found out. Yeah, it would be different, but why should it be? It's the same situation the with same the Astros. Thing. Same thing. Same thing. But no, but nothing. I, yeah. And it's sign stealing, and no one cares. Yeah. No one cares. It's sign stealing. It's, it's They had a guy potentially on another team's field illegally. I mean, and no... Although supposedly he went rogue or whatever. No one cares. No one cares. I mean... Well, the outrage is over. I guess. We had some temporary outrage. Oh it, Well, how ironic that he wanted in Houston and blah, blah, all the, all the tweets and everything else. I mean, it, but, but it's just amazing how the... The vitriol for the Houston Astros and nothing for Michigan. Not nothing. Really. The he's Astros were catching it when they won he's two be, years ago. He's being celebrated like one of the great co- – and he is. He is. He's a great he coach. Is. And the Astros are one of the great teams of all of, yeah. of baseball over the last several but years. But you don't understand how sacred baseball is. So yeah, when, what yeah, the Astros true. did cross the that's line true. that yeah, we've never seen is, before. Yeah. Listen, baseball is known for a ton of cheating, and and then but but you don't stand for it. What about the the, the, the the Patriots winning Super Bowls cheating, stealing uh, uh, taping no one cares. and and deflate No one cares. But what about Michigan winning the national championship cheating? But 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 the only one that matters is the Astros. Yeah. It's you, amazing. They it tainted is, our it great is, sport. It is pretty ironic. If you taint our great sport like that, you deserve all the vitriol you get. <laughs> Ken Burns did a, has Ken Burns done a documentary on college football? Oh, it'd no? be too long. Although college football, like baseball, has the old-timey, like, more so than pro football, college football has the more romanticized notion of, you know, of, of the girls in the poodle skirts and the guys and, 
And you know, you got the fur coats the, and, the, and the well, and no, the, no, no, no. Oh. The, the like the uh, you know, you got the four horsemen of, and, of Notre Dame, uh-uh. and you've got it's got history that's that's more akin to baseball uh, than pro football does. Like college football's yeah. got this romanticized history because it goes back to universities. It's not it's not programs. Yeah, but, 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 it's entire again, universities. Baseball is accepted cheating for years. So is football. You buy players. They were buying players in the 50s and 60s. Come to our school. Here, here's some money. No, here's money. Here's baseball money. doesn't accept cheating, John. What are you talking about? Uh, baseball, that's all they do is accept cheating. What's all that happens is that's all they baseball. do. Baseball's one big cheat. It is. Everybody. Steroids, sign stealing, uh, binoculars on the Bobby Thompson uh, home run. It's uh, it's uh, spitball uh, pills, to Gaylord Perry. Spitball. Scuff with Mike Scott. Scuff yeah, nails. Greenies, blueies, yeah, right. reddies, whatever. Right. Yeah. I don't Coke. think everybody's doing reddies. <laughs> Cocaine. Yeah. No. No. We had that it era. Doesn't matter. Uh-uh. Now it's Adderall. Yeah. Speed. It just doesn't matter. We're gonna cheat if we can. But, we're gonna cheat. But we found the. We finally found the one really bad. That's it. Then no. We got it. It's egregious. Got egregious it. is the word. All right. Yeah. Uh seven one three seven eight. Michigan had a dot, had a Google file. Like, their free account, it got too jammed up with so much Google files in it. Their Google Docs got so packed, they probably had to open another free Google account. It's incredible. Uh, Time to talk about my man, Doc Lindell. I'm going back to see him on uh, Monday, as a matter of fact. I got an appointment to go get some, uh, to the PRP, to stimulate the growth in the hair. And it'll fill in. The pictures are amazing. Alicia showed me some pictures of guys and uh, that we know here at the station that did originally they did the neo grafting and then they went back and they did the uh, PRP and the growth is amazing what is happening. So if you may be a neograft guy, which is a, a bigger procedure where you get 50 cents off right now and it's not going to last, people. I'm telling you here and now, it's not going to last. So if you're about price, this is the time to go see Doc Linville because he's giving you 50% off each neograft, which could, could add up to $1,000 off. So there's that or the PRP, which is just basically stirring up your blood and, put, and, and putting it back in and stimulating the growth that way. So here's the deal is if you're somebody that is follically challenged like I have been, uh, you need Doc Linville. Doc Linville is here for you. He's the best. He's grown to one of the biggest in the city. you got to go. 975hair.com. That's 975hair.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Hey, what happened? And every time something would go wrong, I would look at the camera and say, Hey, what happened? Get with QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar by calling 713-913-5285. That's 713-913-5285. Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Lance and John. Scratch that. Reverse it. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. John and Lance with you. It's 713-780-3776. The number to get in here. Let's get Julian in here. Let's talk about I don't think there's any question about this. The Shanahan coaching tree greater than the Belichick coaching tree. I mean, it's not even close. It's not even close. Good morning, gentlemen. How y'all doing, man? So, is this like, did we ruin your thing, Julian? This is kind of a known deal. (laughs) No, well, look, there's a few things to it, man. So, 
And it even goes to Adam Peters. The commanders and the Raiders have uh, requested an interview with him. We are uh, Brian Fleury and uh, Clint Kubiak. They're trying. They're, uh, supposedly, there's interest in them. Would that be considered a lateral move, or can we get compensatory picks if they become an OC? Um, you don't get, get. You're uh, not getting yeah, compensatory pick. picks unless you have a black. Guy. Yeah, Kubiak's white. I don't know if you heard. <laughs> well, Steve Wilkes, he has an interview uh, with uh, the. Chargers requested an interview with him, even though now, it's I do be a... think they're going to go for either Belichick or Harbaugh. Oh, wait. Wilkes, is, is Wilkes at D.C. there now? Yeah, he's our D.C. right okay. now. And, and yeah, that's Chargers worth a third-round pick if him. he gets hired somewhere, but not as another D.C. He has to be hired as a, def- as a head coach, and I don't think that's going to happen. Right, right. Yeah, but the, do you no, remember the Kubiak thing is interesting. happening so often? What's that? Do you? I mean, when's the last time you saw a coach, a coaching tree being pecked off so frequently, man? I mean, this is like three or four years running that we're just losing people left and right. Well, I mean, once you get a hot offense, look, it's a great passing offense. It was good when Kubiak was here. Gary was just, in my opinion, just didn't diversify it enough. It was just too, it was too static. It needed to be more fluid and a little less predictable. But it was, and that's what. Kyle Shanahan, what he did was took his dad's offense, Mike Shanahan's, which Gary Kubiak learned from, and all he did was just he made he modernized it. He he put some pistol in for RG three. He, you know, he changed some right. of he, he added more gap scheme to make it less predictable. He he made thanks for the call, Julian. He did a lot of like Kyle Shanahan did a lot of things to make it a less predictable offense. Yet keeping a lot of the same concepts in there that were very quarterback friendly, and so now. You know, you just continue to see these. You just continue to see success in this offense. I mean, look at Stefanski uses uses the same some of the same concepts, and look at what he's done with Joe Flacco, C.J. Stroud here. If you have something that works, people are going to go after it. That's that's the bottom line. And uh, have I seen anyone get picked off trees like this? Yeah, I saw it with Bill Belichick. Only it didn't work because that was all. That was Tom Brady type. It was Tom Brady and Bill Belichick stuff. He had. The right defensive guys at one point, and he had Tom Brady, and then and and it didn't matter who the coaches were. You couldn't, and if anything, the Bill Brady met the Bill Belichick method is not really great for running teams. No, and yet you took these coaches who tried to have the same personality, and it's actually not a fit. No. pretty much anywhere else, but where you had hard ass guys like Tom Brady. Did you see somebody put tweeted out uh, Belichick's record without Tom Brady? You know what his winning percentage is? Um, well, you going all the way back to Cleveland? Yeah, and it's not good. Like forty forty some percent. Yeah, he's got a losing record without Tom Brady. Yeah, uh, and I think that it's proven what what worked there. Now, early on, they were really good defensively, but Tom Brady took over as. But the, eventually, you get goat. a bad, you get a you get a rotten apple off a coaching tree, like you know because. D'Amico Ryans is is a special, special leader. Bobby Slowick is learning as important stuff from D'Amico Ryans right now. That's why being here another year is important for him because he's learning more right now from D'Amico Ryans just as much. It's just as important as what he learned from Kyle Shanahan football-wise because you can keep learning football stuff. You can keep studying in the offseason. This is only osmosis. You have to be there with a guy like D'Amico Ryans to see it, to know what it looks like. And even then, 
you can't just be D'Amico Ryans. Here's D'Amico talking about his leadership approach. For me, when you talk about my leadership approach, it's it's all about right positive reinforcement. It's all about positive energy. It's all about just getting better one day at a time. And that's what I tried to instill in all of our guys is just a get better mentality. And I think our guys have taken that on. We've gotten better from day one. Each and every week we've gotten better. Always things to improve on, things to clean up. But all I want our guys is just continue to do their best and strive to get better every single day. A positive mind. There's a lot of coaches that don't have that. There's a Like, like for example, the one that was here just a, three short years ago, Bill, Bill O'Brien. Nothing positive. Nothing. It was a it was a reign of terror in that building. Look at the difference in that building now with a guy who's as positive as. And listen, Casario came from a dictatorship over in New England. And by the way, Nick Casario apparently went scorched earth on uh, Jason Lucanfora's report that he would go back to the New England. Call it, called uh, Jason Lucanfora, according to. Um, you know, some people that were listening, according to some people that were listening, he said he was that locking for is a jackass. That seems rude to say that. Not really. To call somebody a J.A.? Yeah. No, 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 no. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of well, yourself. If, if, wait a minute. If the shoe fits, is if Jason Lockin is just, well, what, did, what Jason Lockin said. People have said that, or someone said that Nick Casario would go back in a minute, right? Would go back to New England. I get, is that, if you're reporting that someone is saying that Nick Casario would, are you saying that Nick Casario would, or are you saying that someone is saying that? Are you saying, you know what I'm saying? Is, is, is. Or, or Look, is that something that you just don't even write? I already told you when I read it, the, when you read it to me the first time, it's somebody said that. Somebody said that. It's not new. It's not inside. I'll bet you there's one into believes he's going to head back there. Well, he could just well, he, say yeah, that. Right. He could just say, I guarantee you, watch this. I'll bet you he ends up back with Bill Belichick. Somebody can say that as their opinion, and Lockham is, yeah, he probably, because it does, even if Lockham reported it as such and said it's just an opinion. It doesn't matter. Aggregators take it, and they're going to yeah. put a different spin on it. Well, no, but the it, he's intimating that, that Nick Casario is looking to, he's got a he's got an eye on New England and that he would go back. It, it's not an unbelievable story. Uh, it's, not, it's not unheard of, but if he's asked that directly, impressed with that directly, I mean, I don't blame Nick for getting a little salty. You just made the playoffs. Yeah. You got a chance to be executive so, of the year here. So you said that people who were around Nick Casario heard his response and he called walking for a jackass. That, no, he that said it out? on the radio. Well, he said that. Well, we heard Cal's response to that particular rumor too. Okay. <laughs> now, that's not Cal. Are we sure? I'm pretty sure that's not Cal. I mean, it sounds like him, but it, I don't okay. think it is him. All right. That's I don't know why do you keep playing that. That's mm-hmm. why do I you you want to know why I keep playing that? Yeah, because that's mm-hmm. not listen to it. And what's the first thing you think of when you hear it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why I keep playing it. I don't even need you to voice what you think. Just think about it in your own head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's why I keep playing. It. Okay. Um, th- th- listen. It's just stop playing that. By the way, there's there's no reason to be playing that. 
What about what about Jimmy Kimmel last night? What about him? Jimmy Kimmel apparently went, speaking of scorched earth, okay, apparently Jimmy Kimmel went after Aaron Rodgers last night. Now, it was, was this, it was uh, was on the show last night, right? It was was last night? Uh, Yeah, it would have to be, yeah. Yeah, I think so. So, here is Jimmy Kimmel talking about Aaron Rodgers. A guy who went to community college, then got into Cal on a football scholarship and didn't graduate. Someone who never spent a minute studying the human body is an expert in the field of immunology. He just put on a, he put on a magic helmet and he, that G made him a genius. It's, Aaron got two A's on his report card. They were both in the word Aaron, okay? That was... 20 seconds of a seven-minute thing he went after Aaron Rodgers for. He called no, him, he did Yes, yes. He called him Karen Rodgers. Seven minutes? Seven yeah. minutes, yeah. Oh, Aaron can't let that go. Well, Aaron's not going to win it against a guy who has he professional writers. He may not writers. win it, but Aaron Rodgers is not going to let that go. We have not seen the last of the this. The problem for Aaron Rodgers is he's never going to be as funny as the seven guys who wrote whatever they wrote for Kimmel. So he's going to go there and go and go hoo, hoo, say something kind of goofy and no one's go, oh, okay, Aaron, thanks. Yeah. He's not going to win this. Or say things that can get him sued. Oh, so McAfee, so for those who don't know, Aaron Rodgers on McAfee's, Pat McAfee's show, he's on there all the time. What does he get, $10 million to do that show? Oh, more. Is, higher. It's like high? $15 million. Is it? Oh, how much does Aaron get? Yeah, Aaron. Oh, I don't know what No, Aaron no, no. But, but Pat McAfee gets $85 million. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. 15 a year, I think, I think for him. Aaron Rodgers gets 10 No. What? Uh, yeah, I think so. There's no way that's how much he made. How much is that in appearance? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find. Like it. I'm pretty sure that I saw appearance. So, so, um, so Aaron Rodgers said that Jimmy Kimmel would be looking out, or needs to would be scared when the Epstein report comes out, and Jimmy Kimmel came back at him, and now Jimmy Kimmel has done all of this. Pat McAfee the other day. Went after his boss. What's the name? What's Norby. You, what is it? Norby Williamson. Norby Williamson. Nor, Norby Williamson. Because Norby Williamson apparently is the guy with the ratings, and he, he puts out bad ratings, and he doesn't like Pat McAfee. He doesn't like the direction that ESPN. He's one of the old-time ESPN guys, and he is none too pleased with uh, Pat, uh, Pat McAfee. And Pat McAfee called him a rat. Pat McAfee said he was he – was, uh, I mean, he he went after Norby Williamson. Didn't didn't care. Oh. Didn't care. That's when you know you have when you're untouchable. You guys, yeah. yeah, you can say whatever you want. Like Stephen A. Smith at this point can say whatever he wants. Right. Yeah. McAfee can say whatever he wants. Hell, they would lose all of their programming if they got rid of one of those guys. Ryan Clark, Stephen A. Smith, and and Pat McAfee. Those three guys basically run. And Mina Kimes. Those four people run the entire network. You would lose all. You would lose lose chunks of your programming if you got rid of those they, because they're on every they're program. on everything they're on everything i was that's what he asked that he goes is mcafee ever sleep he's on every show yeah he's on every show i give him credit like him and Stephen a they work they work yeah. i mean they work for but me here, i'd be like oh man so what uh, you thought maybe pa- mcafee mcafee backed off the jimmy kimmel stuff and, and made an apology to jimmy kimmel because you know what what uh, you know we're sorry that that happened on our show blah 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 he wasn't backing down on Norby Williamson. And the only thing that I'm like super bummed out about it all sure. is that a guy that we like a lot, 
a man that watched the game with us in the suite, Burke Magnus, yeah. who is currently new guy in charge at ESPN right below Jimmy Pitaro. I guess he was kind of made to look bad because of what I did and how I did it. I would like to let everybody know we love Burke Magnus. Yep. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Love Burke Magnus. Love you, Burke. And also love Jimmy Pitaro. Yep. Mm-hmm. Love Bob Iger. What? But there is quite a transition era here, you know, between the old and the new. Mm-hmm. New, new, new. And the old don't like what the new be do. You know what I mean? <laughs> so there is certainly going to be a couple of that, but we're very thankful. A lot of people are saying I'm trying to get fired. No way. Whoa. What ESPN has been able to do for us, mm-hmm. more specifically, whenever they do things like this, you have no idea about the crew behind the scenes here that we've been working with basically all year. Not only on game right. day, but for our show, whenever we're traveling, we got nothing but love for all of these people. Now, there's certainly people we do not like. Certainly. Naturally. And they do not like us. That's how it's going to be. And I don't take back anything that I said about said person. But the overall storyline about us and ESPN, I think people need to remember, we're strong, baby. Bingo. We are strong, baby. And we all understand what the future looks like. There's just some old hags that potentially don't. But we will move forward to that. Um, Listen, you know you got – he does. He's got immunity. He can say whatever he wants. Say whatever he wants. I mean, I always – I try to be careful. When did when did I, sports media has become so much drama? <laughs> it's well, kind of like all the leaks are dra- stuff. Everything's drama. Malik Andrews is in trouble with Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Why is this? Oh, Pat McAfee roasted his boss. Is this the end? Where's Skip who going? Was the, Where's Shannon going? Who was the one? The look. She was hosting the NBA. NBA. I've been here the ABC. whole time. Right here in this seat the whole time for my entire career. That's not true. Radio. Some of us don't go anywhere. Not we sit even still. Close to being true. Who got Maria no Taylor fired from the NBA? What, Rachel Nichols. Rachel Nichols. No, no, I mean, no, no, talk no. About, Yes, Maria got Rachel fired. That's what I said. Uh, you said who got Maria Taylor fired? No, no. Maria Taylor got Rachel Nichols fired. Yeah, and then Mar- Maria Taylor left for NBC. And she went to but, NBC. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and but that drama. Oh, she said, I only got my job and because... Somebody, no, and somebody recorded... Yeah, no. What's well, because somebody recorded Rachel Nichols. They Snitch. had a secret recording. Yeah, bro, it's... Yeah. It's, All right. These hoes ain't loyal. No. We and I mean it. it in the most general Yeah, thing. clean that up. Yeah. Make yeah sure. Well, I mean it in the most... I mean... Make wow. sure people know you're talking about yeah, I mean, everyone. Gender, oh, not specific. Wow. It's non-gender specific. ESPN. Are you, you though... I mean, can you I had, play the quote? I had to clean something up for you yesterday. Can now you, we're doing this again. I got to clean this quote? up for you. Can you actually play the quote? What quote? Oh, no. Frank's got that From in the, the pastor. These hoes ain't loyal. All right. Breaking it here. Yes, you. That was a gender nonspecific Yeah. Clean it phrase. up. Yes. But John, uh, maybe maybe they'll sue you with John Daspit. Well, you can try if you want, but John Daspit is a personal injury lawyer. So nice try. John Daspit is the guy who, frankly, has been doing... Um, an incredible job of helping people who have been injured at the workplace, in the roadway, um, really anywhere. I mean, injuries and bad injuries. Look, it's one thing to have uh, a small injury that happens, but if you've been badly hurt, John Daspot wants to know about it because the first thing that happens is insurance companies immediately jump in there, try to get you a settlement so that you you leave them alone and they are able to squeeze you on that settlement and they continue to hang on to more of their money. If you have hospital bills, physical therapy, if you have uh, continuing pain and, and issues with that are related to that issue, sometimes injuries are so bad at workplace, refinery explosions, uh, car wrecks with 18-wheelers at 
you know, you you basically have the PTSD and you have issues that can still arise with that that were so unbelievably stressful. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen, and John Daspin is in, in the middle of it and helping people. He's been doing this for a long time, and he can do it for you. Great success rate as well. 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW. There are 10 offices around the state of Texas, so even if it's someone who's not in Houston, the chances are they can help them anywhere in the state. 713-CALL-NOW or go to DaspinLaw.com. You're watching ESPN 97.5 with your ears. High definition. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance and the same five guys who always call. Oh, yay. (laughs) I agree with you. I reject the premise that Kimmel is remotely funny, regardless if it's about Aaron Rodgers or anything else. He's not. Did you see? I like Outkick. Uh, there was some study. Some company looked at all of the late night shows, and eighty-one percent of the jokes, political jokes, are at conservatives. Eighty-one percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who watches the late night shows? Is, is it conservatives or liberals? Playing to you play to your audience. Conservatives don't well because they're all you have your all own liberal, shows. Liberal if, hosts, right? Is that left, why conservatives you, don't watch if it? If you're on the right, you or watch because shows. they don't stay up late. If you're on the left, you know. watch. Well, we it didn't used to be all political. It used to be just yeah funny shows used about to be, different yeah. stuff, but yeah. it got easier. But yeah, I mean, you know, you know how it is. If you want to hear this, you go here. If you want to hear this, you go here, and that's it. So here's a list of most pressing needs. I know it's early. Most pressing needs for every team. What's the Texans' most pressing need? Um, An offensive coordinator. <laughs> well, it will ass. be. It will be. You're a J.A. You think Gerard Johnson could take over and do it? Uh, I have no idea. If he's I mean, learning maybe. under Slowick right now. I don't know. Maybe. He's learning under Slowick. I don't know. He's quarterback coach. Yeah. It's possible. Possible. I think he... I don't know if he get first crack or not because if he's tight with C.J. Stroud, that's going to matter. C.J.'s a guy who's a little guarded, and you, he's got to get to know you a little bit. And now that he doesn't know Sloak, they've got a good – I think they might try to stick with Gerard Johnson. Maybe. Gerard, this is a great opportunity for him. Yeah. Great opportunity. So most pressing <clears throat> Okay, let me need guess. on the field. Though. I would say on the field the most pressing need is at safety. What? I would – It might be at inside linebacker. Oh, I don't know. Christian Harris has played much better. Playing weak side. Yeah, well, and Blake Cashman. And, well, they're in dime they're packages, both, yeah, so they're, they're both, both I mean, nickel inside. packages, they're both well. out there. But Denzel Perryman, it'd be nice to have a guy oh, yeah, maybe a little better than Denzel. But it also might, I think, actually, it's defensive tackle. It is defensive yeah, tackle. Yeah, because Rankins is That's what gone. this says. Defensive tackle, Rankins, yeah. I think you bring Sheldon Rankins back. For that money? Yeah. It's a $10 million. How'd you like to draft Byron Murphy from University of Texas in the late first? Well, or Tavondre Sweat? Well, that would—is he going to be there? Huh? Sweat will he be there. Not a, he's not a rusher. There's a chance Murphy could go before Sweat. Wow! Because Murphy rushes. That's how it works. Go look at only when you go see big guys like this. Danny Shelton got taken inside the top eight. It was a huge disaster. Don Terry Poe got taken inside the top ten. It was like too early. These guys who don't rush now because there's so much passing, they only play two downs. You don't play as many downs, so they typically go 
Sometimes they can go late first. A lot of times they go on the second. That's historically what happens. So, uh, but Tavandre Sweat would give you a monster in the middle. Like, that'd be phenomenal to have a guy who's just bang, bang, you know, knocking people around and, and clogging up the run. Yes. Byron Murphy is a three-down defensive tackle who has a chance to be a pass rusher, you know, a complete the complete package. There's actually some pretty good – Chris Jenkins, i got to write him up from Michigan – He's pretty good. He had a good game. No, no, yeah, good game last night. It actually looks like a pretty good year. Uh, Jerzon Newton, who I'm not as high on him as you'll see his name a lot from Illinois. I actually don't have him. I actually think he's, for me, would be like an early second round pick. But um, he could go in the first. But there's some good, you know, defense tackles actually not bad this year. Lines up for the Texans. Uh, No, I'll tell you. um, Yeah, he looked good last night. He looked really good. Chris Jenkins? Yeah, Chris Jenkins. Yeah, and if you have Sweat or Byron Murphy, like those guys would both be great with the Texans too. Yep. Um, uh, uh, I agree, but I still think wide receiver is a, a, a top need as well. Oh, uh, yeah, you get Tank back. I mean, you put yeah, another Mechie speed is, guy there. I think Mechie is no, going to be done after, his, yeah. after four years. He'll be gone. You put another speed guy there with Mechie's Nico non, and Tank. Mechie's been a non-factor with Tank out. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's supposed to. No, he hasn't done anything. No, he really hasn't. Um, I, I would I would really like, if, if it's not in the first round, whatever, find a, another speed guy. Find another tank in the third round. That'd be great. On the outside? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You can, you can always find those guys in like the third round. You know, Jalen Hyatt in the third round last year. Xavier Worthy, I think, is going to be a third round pick. Um. I watched him. Not great hands. He's another can't make contested skinny catches. guy. That's what I'm saying. He's like a 168-pound yeah. guy, too. You can't have two of them on the field. Uh, Well, if they can stay on the field. I mean, well, and plus, you know, you, well, goal, you wait- need some goal line blocking. So I'm waiting for the first year that Stank, the Tank stays on the field the whole year. He just had his rookie year. Now we got to see if he can stay on the field the second year. I don't want another 168-pound guy, 170-pound guy. I've got one, and I love that guy. Uh, to me... You know, most wide receivers aren't 168 pounds, by the way. Most are going to be 180 and up. So, yeah, you'll be able to find somebody. Yeah. You'll be able to find a good wide receiver. Xavier Leggett, I like him from South Carolina in the second round. There's there's guys. There's plenty of guys. Uh, Joe Daddy, what up? What's up, Joe Daddy? Hey, good morning, fellas. Uh, I just wanted to talk about how important that 10 minutes of the NFL draft was this last year. I mean, from taking CJ to – trading up, shocking the world, and getting Will. Uh, that was so important for this franchise, man. It, it, it's so cool. And to hear like a guy like Charlie Palillo talk about that stat about, I don't know, it's like 15 or 16 years that a last-place team would go to first. And I hear this stat every dang year. And finally it happened to us. We went from last to first in one year. No, and it's I happened before. Yeah, no, no, was... he said finally it happened to us. Happened to the, us. Yeah, to the Texans. No, it's happened three times with the Texans. They went from last to first? Yeah, I got my research back. Yeah, oh. Texans have gone last to first three different times. They did it oh, with wow. Bill O'Brien. Wow. I don't remember yeah. they were last to first like I that. Think eight, eight, I think eight, 13 eight, to 14, eight. well, they weren't great years. Yeah. Remember when the division was bad and they were winning at 9-7? and seven? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, those other years sucked. This one was awesome. <laughs> uh, you know, just... How remarkable it was that turnaround, man! To, nobody in the world, who who in the world thought that that could happen to the Texans as far as bad as this franchise was the last three years, and the the ownership and and the, the other guy that that uh, Chapel dude or whatever the heck his name is, and 
like just the turnaround is just unbelievable. I really can't believe we made the playoffs coming into the year. I mean, you know, everyone thought we'd be the last, the worst team in the league. I didn't think that at all, but I just didn't. I didn't think we'd make the playoffs either, man. But uh, it's awesome to watch. I can't wait for Saturday, and hopefully we stick it to the Browns, man. So go Texas. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. This is fun. This is awesome. No, you know what? Actually, the Texans went worse to first. That's right. That's what he said. I'm looking at. I mean, I'm sorry, first to worst. Oh, yeah, they did that. Remember, in 2012, they were thought to be a Super Bowl contender, and they went 2-14. and 14. I've got to actually, I well, need to see because... 2013, the following year, right? That's what I'm saying, okay. from 12 to 13, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the NFL, the information I got was, I, I need to look at that because hmm. I know what I read, and I think they, I'll have to take a look. Maybe it was in the division. Maybe, I'm, maybe I've got that wrong. But uh, I do want to hear from... Uh, um, D'Amico Ryan's about winning, right? About learning to win. And the big picture, all the sound that we have with D'Amico Ryan's, when we come back, I want to get into the knowledge of D'Amico Ryan's, the wisdom of D'Amico Ryan's. It's not, it's not necessarily deep, it's not, but it's not cliched, but it just shows you that his, his focus is on a much, much bigger prize. D'Amico's focus is on winning a championship mm-hmm. and because he's been there and you know had the opportunity to win a championship had was in the position at least with a team like that I think he you know a lot of teams like for me I'm just like God, I'd be great if the Texans can get to eight wins his whole thing is yeah I just we're focused on trying to eventually win a championship and there's steps to that process, and no. well, the steps are fine, well, but we're not ending. It's not the end point, we'll so we'll hear it. from them. Let's do it on the other side. Right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 right now, I'm talking about how you're watching your games, uh, the snacks that you're eating. It, and listen, it doesn't just have to be chips. Uh, you could dip your, I love the big pretzel. You dip that into the creamy ranch. You, I mean, I mean my kids are big pizza with with ranch. You put you have the creamy ranch from Daisy Dip for your pizza. It's fantastic. It is as good a creamy ranch as you're going to find on the market. The Daisy Dip, uh, the French onion. I love French onion dip. Love French onion dip. And if you're somebody that does as well, were well, you seeing Daisy sour cream before? You've seen it forever. I mean, they've been around forever. Now you got Daisy Dip. So when you're watching your games, be it a pretzel, be it pizza, be it chips, whatever the case may be, Daisy Dip. French onion dip or creamy uh, ranch, Daisy Dip. ESPN 97.5.com, fighter of the night, man. One is screaming, he's so happy. The other is screaming, a passionate shout, it's the night, man. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. We're we're gonna do a video today. We we can't we can't wait. You just said that on the air. Okay, my mic was off. No, yeah, but they heard you. Um, I just want to just lay down and go to sleep. So, so uh, Lance and I do videos every. Did you Tuesday. did you like the national championship game? I didn't think it was very well played. A lot of drops for Washington, not drops, but they, they couldn't finish contested catches. They didn't play well. Uh, if they played ten games, I think Washington wins three of them. Michigan wins seven of them. 
there to play 10 times. Pennick, Michael Penix did not play well. Um, the running game, you know, it hurts when you're running back. I can't, that dude is tough as nails. Yeah. They were talking about he'd had a torn bursa sack. Yeah, right. Like he had three different injuries he was playing through. He was literally, hey, Johnson was limping I, around through the game. I thought they might have been better off not him with playing. somebody else. Yeah. I would have gone with the rookie, the yeah, freshman. Yeah. He looked like he had a little he, juice, but it, it, you could tell Johnson was not as quick as he usually is. No, no. I think no. that was, uh, that really hurt him. But Michigan, it doesn't change the fact that Michigan, now I give, Washington credit for tightening up their run fits after the first quarter, but man, they just got beaten to a pulp in the first quarter. Okay, talk about winning and D'Amico. Yeah, let's get back. To, okay, so John, Jim, Har- so Jim Harbaugh is a winner. You've right. pointed that out. He's won everywhere he's gone, and there's a mindset that comes with winning. I don't, it's not an accident. Not everyone's lined up for this. Well, D'Amico Ryan's was uh, talking about what it takes to win. We're proud of that accomplishment. Right, proud of the work that our guys put in throughout the year, and they went out and they earned it. Right, it wasn't pretty all throughout the year, but they earned it, and I'm happy the way we earned it. There were a lot of tough, gritty wins, uh, a lot of learning lessons, and some losses, but we've grown throughout the year, and I feel like we're much better. I talked about all throughout the year of us learning how to win, learning how to win. I feel like we've done that, and we have valuable experience, right, that'll carry us throughout these playoffs. Um, you do, you do have to, and and listen, is anybody, and this is a scary thing for next year going, going forward is you see teams. Oh, how many games did they win by a, by a touchdown or less, you know, and those games could go either way. The Texans have been better in the final minute of a game in the final minutes of games than the other teams. And that's why they're 10 and seven. That's why they won the division because they were more clutch in big situations, and that can go away. A ball could, you know, if Dalton Schultz doesn't catch that ball, you know, they don't they don't win that game. And you and I could point to a, a play. A, a, the Cincinnati game, it, it's game after every single game. Well, they also could have won the Amendola game when he hit it off the off the crossbar. Yeah, it's, it's football. Really, is a game like there's always minimum two games that could go either way now but now they've got a good basis they've got a good a really good coach they've got a good quarterback so you think that they're going to continue to do this as you go along they've been pretty lucky in some do you remember when the saints in the in the in the super bowl in the uh katrina year were so good had that magical run and then they lost and the very next year they sucked they weren't good they weren't ready to win yet and then they came back and they won they won a super bowl like Sometimes you're not quite ready, and we've seen second-year players. We've seen the wall. Like, I don't care about next year right now, but I do want to point out that there's no guarantee that everything is just as – it hasn't been easy this year, but there's no guarantee that this is a magical season with, with, uh, you know, once teams watch tape and try to find tendencies on C.J. Stroud, there's no guarantee that he just – Builds on this incredible rookie year. It could come down a little bit. Like mm-hmm. he, his, he, he, he could take a step down. Things the division's going to be harder next year potentially uh, with with Anthony Richardson coming back. It's going to be, you know, you're playing a tougher schedule. Like that's why you appreciate what you're doing here and you learn from it because next year getting a nine win is going to be hard for the Texans next year. Yep. They're going to have a much much, much tougher, tougher schedule. Oh my schedule. goodness! <laughs> this is a really favorable schedule, but. They've done a good job, and one of the reasons for that, um, you want to talk about changing a narrative in a short amount of time, the McNair family. Uh, Hannah McNair, Cal McNair, 
Janice, I guess if you want to say that. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's talked about the importance of him working with the McNair family. The McNair family has been has been awesome. Right? You talk about support from the ownership. They've been outstanding with their support. Right, Whatever we've asked, whatever we've needed from from their end, you know, they've been open arms. And it's, it's truly like one of the reasons why I you know, chose to come here is just they want to create that family environment, and that's what it's truly felt like. It's felt like family from day one, and they've shown that throughout the entire year. Right, They're with us right through the ups and downs. They're with us. Right, and it's uh, very important to have an ownership group who who truly cares not only about the wins and losses, but they care about the people in the organization. I think that's what sets the McNair family apart from others because they have truly gracious hearts, really great family, great people, and uh, it's it's a joy to work with them. I don't think I think everything he said was true. No, like you know, I don't I don't doubt for one second. Everyone who knows Cal McNair says he is one of the nicest guys you could run into. I think when things are good, when the right people are in place, it'll be a really good ownership group. The question was when the wrong people were in place, yeah. were they able to handle that? And at well, the time, they, they weren't. The wrong people took advantage of them because of their nature. Yeah. They, they're they're not. They're not. Not everyone's They're the anti-Jerry like, Jones. Yeah, let's face it. They're not. Daniel Snyder. Like you had some true not, snakes in the building. Had, yeah. I don't even but, know how many they, people are like that around the NFL, period. And and it, it goes to how nice they are that they just let them. They actually were. And it wasn't nice. They were. They could let them walk all over them. And finally, they realized this and got rid of them. But they're still the nice people that they were beforehand. Well, I think, this, the narrative I think is, Hannah's a little street smart. She's got some street smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which There's wasn't. Which Cal doesn't. That's just Cal doesn't. The, the narrative has changed, power. though. What? What, Dell? Knowledge is knowledge power. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power, Dell. Yeah. You don't have to play that all the time. Cal knows. Cal knows stuff. You just said he doesn't really know stuff. Not streets. He's not. I mean, no. What, but he throws up the H. Keep going. Don't let That's him. That's as street as it comes. He, and he knows how to cook burgers. Don't let him. With bun B. So he. Cooks burgers with Bun B, throws up the H, and you're saying he's not street smart? Huh. Just because you throw up the H doesn't make you street he smart. He also k- cooks burgers with Bun B, yeah. a Houston rapping legend. So that I don't makes- think he cooks burgers with Bun B. He's he done went it. and had burgers. I there. went. He Did you, cooks have you gone? burgers. Where? Have you gone to? Yeah, Super? you've been there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trill Burgers. My daughter wanted that for her birthday. She did. Yeah, it's uh, it's good, and you know the lines have subsided, so it's good. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, not, not nearly as bad. No, so you can go. You can actually get in there. But they still have two guys having to park the cars, and you know, in the parking lot. It's still, yeah. no, it's still good. crowded. It's a good burger. It's still good. It's still good. And Cal, I'll tell you this: burgers. Thing. Cal's not back there. He's running a team. Yeah, Cal what? doesn't cook at. He's Trill not back burgers. in the back at Trill Burgers. I at feel the, like working the drive-through like window. What are you doing? Ah, nah, nah, you assaulted him a little <laughs> bit. No, I feel a little like, out of order yourself. Because from all the messaging, it feels like Cal's here. back there making food. No, so he's not no. back there. No, no, he's running a team. And by what the mean? way, he should be owner. I thought of the Hannah year. was running the team, which no, would leave Cal Hannah the opportunity just, to make burgers. Hannah's just by his side, looking at him, making sure he says the right things. Does he coaching him up in the background? Does he not show an affinity for? For making food, isn't he always in some way? I'm shape, sorry, or form? he's good on the grill. What do you want yeah. to do, Dell? And then doesn't he and Bun have some type of relationship? Uh, yeah, yeah. Bun's got a place in in in, in RG Stadium. So, he's got Trill Burger. So from all those connections, which by the way, I had one there as well. Yeah, I thought it was better than the one at the restaurant. Really? Yeah, 
Oh, wow. Well that's, well, that's because Cal's making those. Cal did make He no, didn't Cal make, didn't make it those. at the stadium. He didn't. <laughs> you sure? Because he's always out front making burgers. <laughs> My favorite picture of hey. Cal is he's always throwing up the H now. That's his new rebrand, which is great. That's fine. I don't begrudge it. But then when he was at Trill Burger taking pictures with Bun B, he put his H away. Yeah. He wasn't throwing up the H. He was like. We got to uh, we got to break it here. We're at the top of the hour here on ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. I'm going to tell you how you can make some uh, some money for your kid to go to how how you can get some money for your kid to go to college and through the Texans and um, I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's not gambling, is it? No, it's not. It's not. Gambling. It's not playing it's the money line on the Texans. No, it's not. It's okay. none of that stuff. Um, how about this? Uh, uh, Houston Safe and Lock and King Safe and Lock, same company. Uh, one's on Chimney Rock and I-10, and one is at Westheimer in the Beltway, whichever one is closer to you. But do you have a lock problem? How about access control, key cards, or even better, with your phone, okay? This is a way for you, if you've got a business that has multiple doors, this is a way for you to know everybody that comes through every door, when they're there, when they're leaving, all of this stuff. Every time, and this is the best way to go about access control is the way to go about it. If especially if you have some kind of a big business, and then when if you fire somebody or somebody's leaving, you just take it off of their phone, and and they can't get in anymore. Access control, and it's all at Houston Safe and Lock, King Safe and Lock. They know everything. Solutions about key key cards, fobs, pin codes, smart device credentials, managing access. Just a, a, a button push away. These guys are the biggest, and there's a reason for it. They're the best. Medico locks as well. Also, if you, you're locked yourself or you need to change, how about you have a problem at home and you need to change the locks? They're here for you as well. You're looking for the best way to get this lock problem solved. 975safe.com. 975safe.com. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. I don't get it. There are things in this world that we will never fully understand. 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 